Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are grateful and thankful that you listen to the podcast. Chris just told me a while ago that uh, there's been a good increase in listeners. And so we're really grateful for that. And we would always appreciate it if you would tell someone else Mm -hmm. to listen to the podcast. And uh, you can go through, I think, what's our number now? Number 134. Something. I think there's a six. 136. 136. And you can look back through the podcast. And there are so many different ones. I was scanning through earlier today and just thanking God for the different uh, podcasts, different titles, different things that we that had, uh, guests that we had, different things that we did. And just really, really grateful. And so we're so thankful that you're listening. And we appreciate it when you tell someone else. Uh, send them the link to it and ask them to listen yeah and share it on their facebook page if they if they put it on their facebook page right and share it with others and rate us on itunes because that's the really what oh i see i didn't know that yeah. see that's another thing we could do on sundays because i think we we were talking you know about uh getting our um what is it uh youtube youtube uh getting more uh, subscribers because then we are able to handle the platforms better and so i think we're right up there really close to doing that and then we're going to shoot for another hundred but but so hey uh go in and rate us we would really really appreciate that on Mm -hmm. itunes you can do that so thank you for being here with us this evening i have sitting next to me is one of my favorite people jessica i am so glad that you're here Thanks. I don't yeah. think I've ever gotten to sit next to you. Yeah, I know. You're in Tiffany's place. I am. Is the anointing stronger yeah. there? Yes. <laughs> Do yeah. you really feel it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. Maybe like together. Yes. I love it. We can hear from heaven tonight. Yes. But I'm ready. Yeah, there you go. But I'm so glad you're here with us. And, and I always, you know... Some, oh boy! Sometimes when I, who did that? Pastor. Oh Pastor. my goodness! Watching He's, YouTube. If if you ever if Sorry. you ever have <laughs> if you ever have commotion that you hear when we're doing podcasts, it is always Pastor that's here because the rest of us got rebuked on the first oh, night yes. and from Chris, and so we have tried really hard not to be obnoxious, but because you get to sit by him. He just gives you passes all yeah. the time. Really? I do not. I don't yes, think you so. do. Oh. I've got, why do you think there's foam on the table? Because he wouldn't stop tapping it. <laughs> he can't. He's not allowed to have candy anymore because he wouldn't stop rattling it. And then he makes weird sounds in his I mouth, have, and I could hear it in my headphones. I have these ticks in my hands. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. <laughs> the the oh. only reason I don't say anything when he's on his iPad is I think the typing keeps him like Occupied. in check. Oh, that's probably that's probably true. That's probably true. That's a that's a. I can tell when he gets a wild hair because then he starts searching for <laughs> stuff oh, yeah, on his computer. I do. I, do. Yeah. I well, would call that a thought from God. Not a, a thought from hair. a thought from. <laughs> God. I can tell when the Holy Spirit moves on Pastor because he starts typing. Oh uh, well, by now you all know that we have Pastor Daryl in the room, and we also have Chris. Pastor Chris is here. Yes, oh, Chris. Yeah. and we're so not thankful. Hardly. We're so thankful that you all are here. The thing of it is, it doesn't matter what the title is. Everybody is for sure called of God. Absolutely. And I am grateful for 
YouTube, um, just being here with us. And I, every time we have, and I introduce you, or there's those moments, I just remember back to when we first started, and you were in no way oh, going yeah. to Jess sit. Just refused. Yes. Refused to sit at the table. I did. Yes, yeah, oh, she did. Babe. I refused. You did. You were like, yeah, I will never do yes. that. So don't you even did. ask me. Yes, you did. Man, I used to be mean. You I'm not so long. mean anymore. You you weren't mean. You were just adamant that you she were was, never doing that. I think I think you were introverted and, and just didn't want to speak out. Mm-hmm. I am still a little bit, but, but what do you say, recovering introvert? I, yeah, yeah <laughs> I am a recovered introvert. <laughs> she actually isn't much I'm anymore. Still she really isn't. Yeah. Well, if, That's if, okay. You're on a journey. If now. you would have known Darlene, well, you know, back in '85, yeah, '85, she would, you would have not recognized her today. She was no. just very introverted, very full of fear. I heard uh, we were a lot alike. Very mm-hmm. nervous. She's myself. very nervous. Had a nervous stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the least little thing. It's, it's not that she got upset easy. She was just, uh, if she was in a crowd, nobody would ever see her or know her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing what God can do with us. So true. Now yeah. you're a fireball. Yeah, sometimes too much, Daryl says. No, no, there's never too much. That, that one chapter in your book that talks about when uh, you were in Georgia and you were riding with all these uh, Georgian women and nobody was speaking English and you had no idea where they were taking you, but you were having the time, the time of your, of your life. life. Yes, <laughs> I was. That was that was for sure. And then in Armenia one time they took you. I went one way on Sunday morning. You went another way about an hour and a half uh, away. And we had no idea where each other were in a foreign country. And uh, we didn't see each other till late afternoon. We finally met at a restaurant somewhere. <clears throat> but uh, it was. This, these two guys were just driving you all across the countryside, <laughs> 80, 90 miles an hour, having the time of your Is life. Have you passed the same thing? Like No, that was oh, with okay. the women with where the women. they were preparing uh, a oh, yeah. dinner for yeah, me. they were stalling. Yeah. They were stalling. And Is that they, really what they were doing? They were stalling? They really were. I think what had happened because there had been a, they'd had a breakdown in their vehicle. Oh. And they were going to try to get to the place they needed to go. So they just put us in a taxi, put me in a taxi with a couple of young girls and no one spoke English. And so, uh, but we kept going around the same place. So obviously the driver had been towed. You know, to give us more time, give us more time, Mm -hmm. you know, don't arrive at the place at such and such time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but it was interesting. And and what made it really fun for me at that particular time was because I knew that God had opened so many doors at that at that particular time, because Mm -hmm. the the year that was the first year that I got to go to minister on leadership uh, Conferences. It's a very male-dominated. Very much country. so. That I mean, women did not go even in. You know, they didn't go with the the team. You know, well, even, even. Yeah, even the organization that we were going yes. with was very male. Dominant. Very male, and, and so never women. Would no, speak. but he asked permission from the organization. They said, "Sure, if they approve it, go ahead." And I don't know if they believed that I would be approved or I didn't. But anyway, I got to go speak at a leadership conference. That was my first time. But we were told that uh, taxis were owned uh, by the mafia. Russian oh boy. mafia. Yeah. We were, you know, and, and of course you hear all kinds of stories. You oh, just yeah. hear everything. And, uh, but I knew that when you're on a mission from God, he takes care of you. So, you know, 
the Freddy cat was not afraid at that time. I like it. I had some issues, though, during that time because I had some real big issues because I had wanted to do so well at the conferences for my husband. First of all, he had stuck his neck out to ask for me to go. And these pastors and ministers that that were speaking some of them have huge churches they were great speakers you know and the organization that we represented was such a wonderful group of people but it was very male dominant at that time and so he wanted me to do well mm-hmm. and uh that was a lot of pressure yeah, on and, him. and even even the men that were on our team were not they were against women preachers. Really? Yeah, they can One te- in they particular. Can teach, they can teach in the church, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday school class, and they can hold offices like that, but uh, never never stand behind the pulpit. Oh. And uh, so when she did that, mm-hmm. I was on edge because I knew these other guys were watching her with a fine-tooth comb, and they were going to really uh, uh, just listen closely for any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so my nervousness made her nervous and what happened well and one of the brothers that was with us he's gone on to be with the lord such a precious brother he he learned to love me and he learned to uh he listened closely but he learned as if i had meat in my messages and uh before it was over with but that first time you know he gave me so many instructions oh yeah I mean, he gave it. Don't tell the men what to do. Yeah. 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 So many things, you know. And so my anxiety was raising to the fact that my jaws locked up on me really, really bad. Wow. So by the time that we actually were ready to leave the country, I was not in the best shape. You couldn't even open your mouth. I couldn't. Had to use a straw. (laughs) It was like, it was crazy. But anyway, uh, it, you know, as you go along life, there's just so many beautiful journeys and, and, uh, Things that, you know, things that bother us or we think that we aren't enough for. When God calls us, he equips us. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing because it gives, it, it's it's not left on us. I was, I've been uh, reading, actually was just reading a while ago about Gideon and you mentioned him last night. Mm-hmm. And Gideon, he, he was so much like so many of us. Right. And, you know, he, he understood all the disqualifications that he had. Mm-hmm. And so many times we we have a knowledge of ourselves, mm-hmm. or we think we do. We think. And we begin to, you know, we get so pushed into life with that. And we begin to say why we can't do anything. And when we're doing that, we're leaning to the arm of our own flesh. Mm-hmm. But when we trust God, he'll get us through the hard places of life. And he'll get us to the place where... Uh, he can use us mightily. So, right. I mean, look how far you've come in what two years here. Yeah. Amazing. Now you sit, you sit in any time, you know. Yep. And so I she love. She looked that. up on stage and speak. I know. She did. She did. Testified. You when? did. Pastor. You like to do it now. Yeah. Why are you trying to throw me under the bus? No, it's not under the bus. He's bragging on you. He's no, bragging on you. No, he's not. He's trying to get you guys to pull me up on stage is what he's trying to do. No, but well, Pastor you you pulled you up, up remember? You read that scripture, remember? No, because Darlene called me up. Oh, yeah, you. Oh, no, yeah. You called me up to read, read a scripture, a scripture out of the Bible. We don't even do that at our church. No, <laughs> we don't. And you you called me up. He and did. Someone else. Me. I was instilling. No. Yeah, no, he made me speak about something he made you come up and just read a scripture i was instilling courage courage yeah that's what because that's yeah i was just down there laughing because i knew he was just being like (laughs) 
just call me just up on that, purpose. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just did it. Yeah. Okay, I don't just go willingly though. Well, but you get more. Up. You get more and more willing. If God spoke to you, you might. Mm-hmm. Only if God spoke to me. Okay. There you go. Or the pastor. Or the Jessica, pastor. would you come up and read this passage? <laughs> and you did. I don't tell you no. It was I a very. It. it was a very long passage. It too. was. Yes, it was. It was. But God just, he, he gets us over our stuff. You know, Gideon made all these excuses. He said, I am the least in my family. Mm-hmm. I'm the poorest in my family. I'm, my family is the poorest in, uh, in our uh, city. We're the, we're the poorest in our nation. We're the poorest in our tribe. And uh, I, I'm a nobody. There's no way that God can mm-hmm. see me as a mighty man of valor. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and so many times, and I, I mentioned it again last night, uh, we put ourselves down because we think, well, I don't have a Ph.D., I don't even have a, a, a college education, I don't have a high school education. Uh, how can God ever use me? But when God calls us, he qualifies us, and he equips us to do what he's called us to do. So uh, when God said, you're a mighty man of valor, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. And, and he, did, he, he conquered. Yeah, he did. And one of the interesting things about Gideon that that I think is so cool is that really he had to go go against his father in a way and uh because of tearing down the idols idols, and his father was the overseer the caretaker Mm -hmm. of what he was tearing down Mm -hmm. and so it looked like the enemy you know had a real inroad here Mm -hmm. and but he had to be obedient to god and here was i think his father's name was was it Joash or I something would, like that? Know. I don't remember exactly, but but his father stood up for him. Aww. He didn't know that his father would stand up for him. Mm-hmm. So he had to struggle in his mind. If I'm obedient to God and I go do this, I'm, do, I'm going against mm-hmm. something that my father has been guarding and taking mm-hmm. care. It's his job. Right. But yet his father stood up and and it just showed me again that god will step in when we step out you know he he would do so much in us when when we will allow him to um we were talking just a little bit before podcasts and we were talking about how sometimes in life uh things happen you know people come and people go in our lives Mm -hmm. and and um, i don't really like people to go out of my life Mm -hmm. because i I love to keep all of my friendships and, and people close, but it doesn't always go there that way. But I was just reading a devotion that talked about don't give place to the devil because there are so many ways that he can come in. And the reason that he comes in in all of our lives is that, especially when we see it hard, mm-hmm. when we see that the enemy's coming against us so much, we have to know that God, what God's got for us is huge. Mm-hmm. We have to know that... Uh, he has big plans and why would the enemy bother so much you know to stop us why would he try so hard to get us off the path and sometimes things come because of our own issues our own mistakes our own sometimes things just happen in life Mm -hmm. And, and um but during this time we have to be really really careful that we guard our heart Mm -hmm. and uh i know as pastors and I and I, I have to say, as you get older, we do a little better than we did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But we've learned through difficult situations that you can't make everything in life work. 
But there are things that you can do to keep from letting the enemy totally destroy you. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading this, uh, I think the ne- the number one thing in giving no place to the devil, because Ephesians, uh, I think that's 4 and 27, just a simple little verse says, neither give place to the devil. And so that's pretty pro- profound mm-hmm. because the enemy will use anything, even though we maybe were the ones that were disgruntled. We were the ones that were putting out the strife or we were the ones just in the middle of a confusion. But but when it says neither give place to the enemy, it's saying that the enemy will use any little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, you know, you think, man, that's hard to do, not give place to the devil because I tend to get really angry right now. I'm really having a rough time with controlling my emotions. I'm having a rough time. Everything seems out of my control. And I know it's out there because we listen to people. We, you know, we, as pastors, we feel, we feel the people. We feel the the frustrations and, and the hurts and all. But Daryl and I found out early in our marriage, in our life, and in pastoring that we have to be quick to work on ourselves. We have to be placed in, uh, careful because we have to we have to be careful if we don't give up old hurts and old wounds mm-hmm. we're giving place to the enemy so true yeah when when uh when people walk away from you or turn their back on you it hurts so much because like you said we want to hold on mm-hmm. because that's just the kind of people we are mm-hmm. when somebody says i'm walking away we take it very personal mm-hmm. you know it's it's like a it's like a divorce it's, mm-hmm. it rips our heart out uh, and one of the things that we've had to learn to do is let it go, let them go, you know. And it's, uh, I remember T.D. Jake said years and years ago, and I, I'll never forget it. And I'd just like to, to read that for you if I could. Uh, he said, he said uh, uh, I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, mm-hmm. caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you. I mean, hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The Bible says they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were never with us. For had they been with us, they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you can't make them stay. Let them go. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, they are bad people. It just mm-hmm. means their part in the story in is story. over. And you've got to know when people's part in your story is over so that you don't, so that you don't keep trying to raise the dead you've got to know when it's dead and, and it goes on and it says if you're holding on to past hurts let it go mm-hmm. if someone uh, can't treat you right love you back see your worth let mm-hmm. it go if someone has angered you let it go mm-hmm. if you're involved in a wrong uh, relationship or an addiction let it go if you're holding on to some evil thoughts or revenge let it go if you're holding on to a job that no longer meets your needs or talents, let it go. If you have a bad attitude, let it go. And it just, it just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with healing mm-hmm. of a broken relationship, let it go. If you're trying to help someone who won't even try to help themselves, let it go. And how many times have we tried to help people and counsel people mm-hmm. and speak into their lives? And it, and, and, uh, it, it does absolutely no good except you know it wastes, uh, wastes a lot of time. If you're feeling depressed and stressed, let it go. If there's a particular situation that you're used to handling yourself and God is saying, take your hands off of it, then you need to let it go. 
And uh, there's a whole lot more, but I just wanted to to remind our listeners that sometimes Mm -hmm. we hold on to things to our own detriment, our own hurt. And so uh, we need to learn to let things go Mm -hmm. that's not helping. Right. Yeah, uh, the scripture that that I just read, neither give place to the devil. That is, that can be, that's a geographical location. That's what place means there. It refers to something specific. Uh, It carries the idea of a, a, you know, of a region or something, you know, that we can think in a geographic location. But it also means the zones of our life because it can be money, money situations. It can be health could be marriage it can be friendships it can be employment it can be ministry and uh because the enemy is territorial Mm -hmm. so those are territories in our life you know our marriage that is a territory that if the enemy could come in and and we give him place he wants to destroy that place and the same with you know our finances our health if the enemy can keep attacking and attacking in your health eventually you know he he is has a hold in that place and and so and you said it very well a while ago you know we have to learn to let go of old hurts old wounds we have to uh we're in we get in trouble if we refuse to acknowledge what we did wrong even Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes we really are wrong and that's hard for us human beings to admit Mm -hmm. is that we're wrong and then also sometimes we we don't want to forgive others for what they did. Right. You know, that's a hard one for all of us. And another one that we're giving place. We're opening doors when we pass judgment on other people. Yep. You know, and that's a hard thing for probably half of the listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, because if people don't see things the way we do, then we tend to want to judge them. Uh, and... But we have to always understand that we don't know everything, and they probably don't know everything. And so uh, if we refuse to say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, uh, we keep a territory that we've just handed to the enemy in our life. And, and, you know, we have to learn to lay down our rights, our thinking for others. And so, yeah, that's just, you know. I think that there are marked off places that we need to not let the enemy come in through the door. Um, Because the word of God says that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. But it's so interesting that our everyday life is a constant battle of making right choices. Not giving place to the enemy. And letting go of issues. And even sometimes it means letting go of of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the hardest for all of us. You know, it's because we want, we want things to always work out with everybody. But uh, I think that's well said. I think that, that, that was just such a good, I remember that. Well, I, we were there when he said it the yes. first time. Yes, and I know. his church. Yeah, Tiffany actually referenced that on one of our podcasts a few, mm. several months ago. I don't even remember. But she said that was something that always stood out to her, is learning to be able to let go and let God do what we can't do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Chris, any, any thoughts on that? No. No, I've just been soaking it up. It was good. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's it's like everyday lessons for all of us and... And knowing that uh, God 
God's got what we have, what we need. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when we don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's hard when we don't feel it. But we can make sure that we're giving no place to the enemy because, you know, and that's a that's a checklist for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because sometimes it's not easy. But well, we've always heard if you give him a foothold, mm-hmm. that's all he needs to get inside the door. So mm-hmm. give him no place. Give the devil. I think the Amplified might say, give the devil no foothold. Mm-hmm. Don't give him any place because you, you see these shows where if they can get their foot in the door, they can get the rest of themselves mm-hmm. in the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the Bible study that I was reading, uh, one of Rick Renner's, he he was talking about this, and he said that he had um, hurt. There was something that flared up in his staff, and he said that someone had told him about it and made him aware of it, and he said that he was immediately really upset about it. So they were getting ready. They were going to have a staff meeting the next day. He said, but he laid all night long. And he said, he got to thinking about this, and he said he just was so angry at the person that supposedly mm-hmm. had, you know, done whatever they shouldn't have done or hadn't taken care of something or said something. Mm-hmm. And so he said that that the longer he lay there, the, the more angry he got. Mm-hmm. And so when he got into the, the next morning to the staff meeting, he said he exploded. He said, I totally exploded. He said, my, my thinking allowed the devil's ra- uh, rages to come out. Mm-hmm. And he said, I didn't even give the person an opportunity to say anything. I just kept going on and going on. And all of my thoughts, he said, I was just letting it go mm-hmm. over that staff. And he said, and so finally, uh, later, when that ordeal was over, that he discovered that every detail of the problem had been fully communicated to me because he thought that this person had not communicated what he needed to know and he had been so busy that he hadn't even really thought about it and so others in that staff they remembered it Mm -hmm. and so he had already been told about what he was fussing about Mm -hmm. but because of distractions and this and that and he said he was just so embarrassed at himself mm-hmm. that he had allowed that yeah. to happen mm-hmm. because that it was not his usual. Right. And he had just absolutely vomited all over everyone. I think we've all done and that. I th- oh, yeah. And that's what I started to say. You know, but God really showed him and he himself in, in how he had allowed a place of the devil to come in and how he had begun to think of all these things. Mm-hmm. And and he didn't go in there with the heart that says, okay, we need to talk about something. Uh, can you set me straight or let me know on this? Mm-hmm. He didn't come with that attitude. Right. He came with the other attitude. Right. And But it was a real learning thing for him and mm-hmm. for his staff because he was willing to be vulnerable before them. And he apologized to them and he said they were mature enough and grown up enough that they received it and, and you know, yeah. and forgave him. But it's little things that if we're not careful, the enemy lets us see it a certain way. And we really don't have the whole picture because we gave place in our thinking for thoughts to just come in. And then we accept that as total truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really a good illustration. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm sure that we all, every one of us, can think of times when we just knew that we knew we were right about a situation. Right. And uh, 
And sometimes we can be, but we explode when we shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's one thing I can say about me, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not bragging on me. I'm not prideful about it. But I do thank God that he has matured me enough to help me put a watch on my mouth mm-hmm. and not always let my feelings uh, be expressed with my words and always exploding when something, because it's just because you doesn't ex- you don't explode doesn't mean everything's always that's right going smooth. Right. It's just you learn how to control it, and uh, I, I I blame a lot of it on my age. That mm-hmm. the older I get, the uh, maybe the more mature I get, or the more uh, seasoned. Uh, seasoned isn't that a good word? <laughs> that's a great word. I like that better than old. I like the seasoned. You are very seasoned. He's a very, very seasoned, seasoned man. Yes, and I am. and it's really true. You know, uh, I mean things that would have. If 10 years or 20 years or 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that would just send oh, you a yeah. dizzy. Oh, it yeah. isn't that. And I think that's where our journey of life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We keep growing and, and we realize that, you know, we can make mountains out of a molehill. Yeah. Isn't that an expression? Right. I think that's an Do expression. Do you ever lose it, Jess? Uh, Yeah. I have to be provoked, but I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think to, we all can. You yeah. I didn't have to be provoked. I could just see something, and especially in the ministry, because mm-hmm. I, I expected excellence, and when I didn't see it, rather than use it as a training uh, experience for somebody, I would just explode on them. And, and uh, people used to say they couldn't work for me because I was very hard to work mm-hmm. for. And uh, thank true. God I've, I've leveled out. Very much so. And, and, and But I do believe. I, I think it just... Oh, and the one thing that I think has made you the man that you are is that you have always been quick to say I'm sorry and that was one of the most amazing things to me because I just didn't know that that was possible he wore his sorry out now don't get me wrong right you know honestly and I'm sure that there are many that are listening that have said yeah I've done that too but I wasn't used to someone saying I'm sorry and and but he did and he would always repent and and uh but when you say you're sorry, you know, there has to be evidence change. to back that up. Yes, you have to, there has to be change. You can't do the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because there has to be, there has to be change or you're really not sorry. Yeah, and I think that's where when you, when you love somebody, I knew I loved Daryl Rhodes and that he, because he could say he was sorry and because he genuinely tr- kept trying and kept trying. Uh, it meant something to me. And I think, you know, because when we're trained a certain way for 30, 40 years, it's hard to change our patterns. Mm -hmm. But it is possible. And, you know, giving no place to the devil means that we have to walk in a lot of forgiveness. We have to be able to lay down the strife, even though we feel like we're being unjustly wrong. Uh, because, you know, we iron sharpens iron, and we've all been sharpened by relationships mm-hmm. and friendships and love, because that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's been taller than me through the years, and and helped get rough edges off me. He's still trying, you know. He's still tolerant, and yeah. and so we we grow. You know, we grow as just do all of us. I don't know if there's any NCIS fans listening, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Jethro Leroy Gibbs always had a rule that says never say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Never say I'm sorry. I forget what rule number it was, but never say I'm sorry because it's a sign of weakness. 
And I, you know, I just I can't stand that when he says that Mm-mm. because it is not a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. It's actually a sign of maturity. Yes, and humility. And yeah. we're all to walk in humility. I don't care who we are because the only thing that keeps us from saying I'm sorry when we're genuinely wrong is pride because we don't want to be wrong. And if we can't say I'm sorry, we have a stronghold, and that is a territory that the enemy wants to get into. It's a place where he can come because if we can't admit and be sorry. As, as we close today, I, I want to read this because I think it would be so good uh, for all of you and for all of us. It's a confession for the, today. And uh, you can just agree. You don't have to repeat, but you can agree. But listen, I confess that I walk in forgiveness, offense, Bitterness, strife, and unforgiveness have no place in my life. The Spirit of God dwells in me, and He always convicts me of wrong attitudes that the devil could potentially use to bind me. I love Jesus, and I want to please Him. Therefore, I refuse to allow these destructive attitudes to remain in me. I am full of mercy, long-suffering, and slow to anger. All of these qualities keep me safe and secure from the devil's attempts to invade me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And I, I know that very good. That mm-hmm. could be a lot of by faith, but we have to start sure. somewhere mm-hmm. because we keep giving the devil room and territory in our minds, in our situations. We can't get to where God wants us to as soon as He wants us to. We've all taken more ma- trips around the mountain than yep. we wish, but mm-hmm. hey, before we go, could I just could I just say uh, to those of you that uh, aren't aware of this that Darlene has written a book a couple of years ago, maybe more than that now. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, four came years out ago. in nineteen. Yeah. Okay, three years ago, and uh, it's a it's a memoir about her life, and uh, it has been translated into I think maybe ten languages now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a book that we give away internationally we do we do charge for it here in the states um i I think it's uh i don't even know how much it is you can go on um amazon uh, amazon barnes and noble uh and you can you can buy it or you can you can uh call the church here at uh, 573-756-7526 or you can go to the website solidrockfamilychurch.org also on audible Oh, it's an audible. Yeah, it yes. is an audible too, as well as the languages. And so, yes. um, if you, you know, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people in our mm-hmm. country now, and if uh, we do have it translated in Spanish, and so uh, other other languages, we are getting ready to uh, send about uh, I don't know three to five hundred copies into Armenia. A thousand. A thousand. Okay. They're being printed there right now. Okay. We, we actually are going to be in Armenia. And the last of October, we're going to Republic of Georgia the week before. And then the last week, we will be going into Armenia. We haven't been there for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And the books are being printed there. So we don't, they're going to be there. Yeah, That's right. Awesome. And so uh, the women, the women where we have given them away have, have loved them. They've passed them on to other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a great book, uh, The Miracle of the Breaking by uh, is it Darlene Rhodes or Sandra Rhodes? Darlene. Darlene Rhodes. And so, uh, have you, you not uh, read the book? Uh, yes, but yes, it's by Darlene Rhodes. That's right. It's by you, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> so, if you would uh, uh, are interested in reading it, I know it'll be a blessing to you. Thank you. And I if read you would, it. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's not just a woman's book. No. And I don't no, know no. why people think that because it's written by a woman. You know, a lot of men read Joyce Meyer books, but that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, they're not all women's books. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anyway, it's a, it's a great, great book, and it'll, uh, it'll, it'll strengthen you. You'll mm-hmm. laugh. You'll cry. Uh, but more than anything, you'll be encouraging the Lord that, that you, uh, that God can take the broken pieces of your life Absolutely. And, and prepare a great meal with those. Amen. That's for sure. Yeah, we're actually giving also another 500 copies out in Georgia. We had 500 more, and that'll make 2,000 mm-hmm. that we've given away there. Yeah. So God is and just really. We also talked with Philippines uh, on Monday. Yes. And uh, they are finalizing the uh, they language. Had th- yeah, they had everything translated except they needed the cover. And today they've already, we've already, it's in motion. Yeah. It's interesting because so. they told us that it's going to be thicker than uh, the normal regular book because because they have more words or something than, than we do. The takes more words to say what we say. And so it's going to be a little like thicker. That, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, uh, guard, our, guard our hearts and make sure that we give no more territory to the enemy Amen. and the, the places where he's at. Let's take the authority that Jesus has given to us and get him kicked out of our life. Amen. Let's Amen. pray. Father, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for this podcast and that we get to share this time with with men and women young and old around the world and we're so grateful for that and we ask you father to minister to all the listeners because god we all have to choose uh to serve you and not let the enemy take what belongs to us not allow him to take what you have given so father i pray that you just minister to your, your people minister to the listeners. I pray, God, that you will encourage them. I pray, God, that they will, if there's an area that they're struggling with, I'm asking you, God, to minister to them and that they will humble their hearts and, and allow you to do the work that needs to be in them. And we just praise you for that. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for healing and making them whole. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Until the next time. At the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org, also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.